read uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. It starts off he, and Paul is talking about Jesus, so, so the he is Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. If you keep that open in front of you, um, I'm going to pray for Reese uh, and pray for the children as well. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would be teaching us today, that you would fill Reese with your spirit as he speaks to us, that you would open our hearts. And I pray you would do the same for the children as they learn from, from Tom. I pray, Lord, that you would be teaching us that this, this, the mysteries in this passage, the mysteries of Christ, would become clear to us. And that we will be able to worship and rejoice in response to that. In Jesus' name, Amen. If the if the children would like to go out with Tom, and then Reese is going to come and talk to us. Great, thank you for inviting me here again. It's always great. Now, who is like the Lord our God? Who is like the Lord Jesus? Would you ask the same of Jesus when we think about God? We think of this great, powerful being, omniscient, sees all, omnipresent, all-powerful. But do we think of Jesus like that? Do we have that same attitude? If you're not a Christian here today, have you ever thought about Jesus and God even in the same breath? Jesus having a role in creation, is that something you would have thought about before? Who was the man who was born of a virgin, who healed the sick, who taught great things? who died on a cross and rose from the dead. Who was he? Was he a man and his existence started at birth? Maybe there are times we speak about God and Jesus as if there's something, maybe Jesus is something less. Um, In Colossae, as you uh, will start to see as you go through this book, the group of Christians here are struggling with Jesus being enough. Uh, False teachers are telling them that Jesus... He's great, he's great, he's really wonderful, and he's done lots for you, but maybe we can add something onto it. Maybe you can have a bit more. Uh, but as you see, uh, throughout Colossians, uh, anything added on to Jesus uh, is nothing. And as we look at this passage today, we'll see that Jesus is utterly supreme. There's no surprise that this, so, this is so early on in the book, uh, as this is setting the, ground, the, the groundwork for the greatness of Christ. Christ is enough. Some of you today may not have thought about Jesus as he's described in these verses before, but let this be a new day to wonder the majesty and supremacy of our King. I asked a number of people during this week as I was preparing for this, whether Christians or not, what are your thoughts on Jesus in relation to creation and the church? I've got a variety of answers. Um, but most agree that the Bible is clear that Jesus is the head, the supreme one uh, over the church, the most important person involved in the church. 
But the majority of them um, were blank when I asked about his relation, his relation to creation. And what I hope you see today is that Jesus is supreme both over creation and the church. We have two very simple, clear points today. Um, Jesus is supreme over creation, and Jesus is supreme over the church. Our first point from the passage, Jesus is supreme over creation. Imagine you're in witness protection, and there are some gangsters after you. It's not a very nice time, but you're told that James Bond, John Wick, uh, a bunch of Marvel superheroes like Hulk and Thor, they're going to be protecting you. At that point, you're not going to worry at all. Now, if I tell you that um, I've got a few CVs here, and it's people like me or you, to, and, and you can have them on the team as well, you probably laugh, thinking, why do I need anything else? It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. There's no, no reason to add someone as useless as me onto this team. I'd probably get in the way and give you more chance of getting hurt. In these three ver- first three verses we're looking at uh, 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 this afternoon, we see the glorious truths of Jesus that many don't think about. We see the supremacy of him over creation and that nothing could add to his greatness. In Genesis 1 it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. If I asked you today before we looked at this passage, what is Jesus' role in creation, would you think of that? When we ask people what they know of Jesus, how do they respond? I assume many will say he was born 2,020 roughly years ago, and he lived. And that's fair enough for many. We won't know much more. How many would say this description? He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is God on earth. He is God made into man. There's a real contrast here. Uh, Again, in Genesis, Adam, the first man, is made in God's image. This is the image of God. Jesus is the image of God. Firstborn of all creation. This can't mean that Jesus was created. As we see later in the verse, verse 17, he is before all things. And this is proven by um, Psalm 89. God described David, it says in Psalm 89, and I will make him the firstborn, the highest of kings on the earth. As many of you will know, David had... I was one of eight brothers. Uh, does that, can anyone here tell me where are the eight brothers he came? Last. He was last. So he couldn't possibly have been the firstborn, um, literally, in that way. Uh, but what it meant, he was the one who was going to receive it all. He was the king who was promised he was going to receive everything. If we use the same logic here as the psalm, it's a title for the greatest, the king over all. The one who receives all. As we see in the next verse in Colossians, verse 16. All things are for Jesus. So this works, but he is the firstborn, the one who receives all. And he is the king over all, with all at his feet. 
And this is made clearer by the following verses. The four in verse 16 at the beginning of the verse shows us that it follows the logic from verse 15. So because he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of creation, verse 16, because of, the, because of that, verse 15, all things were created through him and for him. Everyone here today was created for Jesus. Everyone you know for Jesus. Every baby born for Jesus. Every angel for Jesus. Because Jesus is God made man. Of course he is the one who created all things. They were created by him and for him. Before the New Testament, when many uh, don't even uh, think of Jesus, before Jesus came as a man, he was the one at work in creation. He created everything we see today. There are no animals, no farms, no sheep, no cattle. There's no space, no stars, no sun, no moon, no earth. Without Jesus, there is no you or me. There is no one on the streets. There is no one in your family. There is nothing. No Jesus equals nothing. In these verses, we see the magnitude of Jesus. Things that we rarely ever think about. But how much greater does that make Jesus? The very author of all creation, who sustains all things, came down as a man and lived among us, who treated him badly, and he still died for us. The creator, the image of the invisible God, did that. He is utterly supreme over creation. Now, as a Christian today, we can have complete confidence in the supremacy of Christ because no one has a greater description. No one in creation has a better one. This is the man we call Lord. Isn't it magnificent? Uh, In our second point today, uh, from the passage, we see that Jesus is, is supreme over the church. Jesus is supreme over the church. In other books of the Bible, we see uh, church described uh, as a body, Ephesians particularly. And in these verses, we see that Jesus, in the verses in Colossians, uh, we see that Jesus is described as the head of the body. He is the leader of it. He controls it. Without it, there is no life. Without Jesus, there is no church. Verse 18 goes on to say, He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. He is what started it. Without Jesus, there is no it. There is no body of Christians. There is no you or me sitting here today as Christians. Just like the one who pushes the first domino, without that person, none of them fall down. Without Jesus, there is no church. He is the beginning of it. Now, if you're a medieval Catholic, this may not be your favourite passage. In Catholicism, uh, many will believe that the Pope is the head of the church at the current time. And he has similar authority to scripture. This is a very wrong thinking. There is only one head of the church, and that is Jesus. 
Paul isn't thinking of some of these movies when there's monsters with two or three heads. There is one head of the body, Jesus. Now, we may not have the same thinking as a Catholic, but there's always that danger of putting leaders on pedestals and having an attitude uh, that I need to listen to them first and foremost. And it can be easy to sometimes uh, get caught up in the life of our local church. Um, and we can act as if the minister is the be and uh, be all and end all. Remember that Jesus is the head of the church. He is supreme. He is the reason for everyone here being involved in a church. No Jesus, no church. After seeing our verses from 15 to, uh, from 15 to 18, how could, we any, how could we ever think anything adds to his mightiness anyway? He's completely supreme. We see this idea again of firstborn, and we saw this in verse 15 too. This reinforces the, uh, what we saw earlier. He is the most important in respect to what is being spoken about. He is the firstborn of the dead. He is the one who rises to receive all that the king should receive. He is the risen king of glory. He was the first one who rose from the grave to never rise, to never die again. In the head of the church, Jesus, Verse 19, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. God has ensured that Jesus is found. Uh, in Jesus, uh, all is found that makes God to be God. This is where all God can be known and experienced. There is no one else. There is nothing else to add. Jesus is all that is needed to know God. This is now where all that can be known and experienced of God is to be found don't look elsewhere. Don't add to the wonders of Christ. Verse 20, And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Jesus created all. He sustains all. And he will reconcile all. He will stop all rebellion against God. He is the one who will reconcile believers to God. He will be the one who will decisively defeat the rebellion of those who reject Jesus, as he is the one who is enough. Jesus is the only way to know God. No one else does what he does. No one else allows us to have a relationship with God. And how? The verse says, the God-man, Jesus, the author of creation, makes peace. He ends all hostility towards God. He makes peace by the blood of of his cross. The author of creation, the sustainer of all things, allowed his blood to be shed on a cross to bring peace for all. It's just mind blowing. There's nothing more that can be added to the ultimate peace offering. He is completely supreme over the church. Who is like the Lord Jesus? No one. No one is like our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. If this aspect of Jesus is new to you, then I thank God today that you can see the mightiness of our King. If this is a reminder for you today, then let it fester in your heart. Let your love for Christ grow.
grow. If you're new here today or, or not quite sure about this man we call King, then just see his majesty and wonder and supremacy today. If you're not a Christian here today, then I hope you can see that Jesus is nothing like the leaders of many other religions. He wasn't just a man like us. He's not someone who just receives prophecies from God and relays them. He wasn't just someone who healed a few people. He's not just a great teacher. But that he is the supreme being over all. Over everything you see here today. Over everyone you see here sitting here today. If there are ever times you feel as a Christian that life is not feeling like it once did, when you're not sure whether Jesus is actually that special, is he enough? How could, be, how could he be so important when I feel so empty or lonely or that I'm just not getting the satisfaction I used to? If that is you, then look to these verses and see the utter supremacy of our mighty King Jesus. Look to him and see the author of creation, the one who sustains all things. He is the man who came down to earth and gave his blood on that cross so you wouldn't have to. His supremacy shows his all-sufficiency. He is all that you need, nothing more. That God-man gave his blood for you, for the church of believers. It's just mind-blowing that God-man has allowed you to be on the good side of our God. If you ever feel like this one man, was he, was he actually enough? Well, remind yourselves of these verses. This was God, the creator, made man, a perfect man, and he gave his blood for us so we can be part of the church. If you ever think you can add anything to Christ, know from these verses that you can't. He is enough. Jesus is utterly supreme. Let me pray. Father God, uh, we thank you so much for Jesus, that he is supreme over everything, over creation, over the church, that this supreme being that we don't, shouldn't deserve to even think about or speak of uh, came down and gave his blood uh, that we might be reconciled with you. Please help this to um, be a reminder to us each and every day of just how wonderful it is. Please help it to remind us each day as we read your word and pray to you. Understand that we are speaking to and through the greatest of all. Amen. Amen.